0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 30 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now.
1: Welcome back to the 30 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 394. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin. I'm here with my co host, Nate Reyes.
0: Nate. Oh, man. We're Dragon, for those Dude, who a, are unaware. We are Dragon. It's a little, dragon. Sur-
1: little surreal that I saw you today. It feels like
0: yeah, three days ago. Like 12 hours ago, I think. I don't know. I have no idea. My clock is wrecked. I, I think I was there long enough for me to get used to Eastern time. I mean, it's five days. Four days? Four and a half days, basically. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Four days. Yeah. That's long enough to get used to it. My clock is all kinds of... I don't know if I'm going to make it to the end of this Dodgers game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a little status update. We are, for the sake of time and uh, just the fact that we are are dragging a little bit and schedule having this squeeze this pod in before tomorrow's games give you guys enough chance enough time to uh listen we are recording as this dodgers d-backs game two is wrapping up uh but yeah dragging it's been it's been a week it was great having you out here i don't want that to to be lost on yeah no, it's fun just 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 baseball wise yeah logistics wise it was a little weird um you get in, at the, I mean, I think we already kind of covered this in the last episode. You get in, uh, we had the plan of going to game three, Phillies, Marlins, if it had happened. You, as we talked about, you fly in that night. Uh, Phillies mop up the Marlins, so that's out.
0: Yep. And then the rest of the week plays out. Yeah, just sweeps for, like, couldn't even watch baseball for two days.
1: Couldn't even watch baseball, so we had to get creative. Had a couple, uh, had a few MVP 05 contests. Had a enough. Went.
0: I've I've played enough for years.
1: <laughs> we had a the the first lengthy one we had went eighteen innings. The the one after that went seventeen innings. We we split that. Um, but yeah, we get to we get to Camden Yards Thursday. Or Saturday, excuse me. I did a lot of whack. Uh, get there Saturday. It's raining. We park in a lot that's like not too far from the park. And the gentleman and the lady, there. there's a team there kind of pointing people in the direction they need to Rocking go. a lot
0: of O's gear too. Like a lot, of, a lot of O's gear. Head to toe. They said. You
1: guys can park here. Forty bucks is pop, which was a hundred and ten dollars less than the lot that we saw, maybe a block away, maybe a block away. Yeah, uh, didn't want to pay one hundred fifty dollars to park, and they said you gotta you gotta be out of here by five because there's a Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks concert here at at the Ravens Field. Uh, so we're like, all right, game time starts at one. We'll be out of here in no time, no issue. No issue. Think again. We walk into the park. It's raining. Shows up on the announcement. Shows up on the scoreboard. Game's been postponed an hour. We're like, all right, like not ideal, but that's three hours. It's possible the game even ends before three hours, as we've seen throughout the year. Not the case. Had to leave in the seventh inning. You think the bad luck stops there? We're walking past the concert that's soon to be happening. And just for kicks, I checked the Ravens Twitter account and it was like, uh, we are aware of the rain delay uh, that caused the Orioles Rangers game to be pushed back. So the shared lots uh, will also be pushed back an hour. So turns out but we didn't you even re-enter. need to leave, but you can't re-enter. So that was that. And then Sunday, we're like, all right, vibes are high. We're full on o 's fans today, yeah, and get spanked, and then Mitch Garver decided he had other plans, and they get they get spanked in game two, so just a rough oh, and then last thing I'll say here i mean there was there were some other things, but just I think putting a bow on the whole the whole two days, we're driving home, and we're like, all right, we gotta stop for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> And it's 9.45. And yep. I said, okay, everybody knows Chipotle closes at 10. Let's find the closest one. So I pull off. We're coming back home. We're on the highway. We pull off to one that I've been to a time or two before. I'm like, okay, I know where this one's at. Let's pop in here. We get there at 9.50. 950. Yeah. Knock. Both doors are closed. They're locked. One of the employees, which I think I'm going to put a review in about
0: this. I think you should. One of the,
1: em- one of the employees you noticed was loading up a burrito. Yeah, for himself. For himself. Just picking out all the toppings he wanted. And we're sitting there trying to open the door. And they're just ignoring us. So then I knock on that. We both knock on the glass. He looks back and gives me the whole like no go like the you can't see me right now if you're listening but the the whole like hand to the neck like cut throat like no 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 we're closed <laughs> and I gave I I pointed back and I gave him the old one I, I threw up the double gesture. fives <laughs> he yeah Nate throws one-oh. up the <laughs> throws up the double fives I give him the old one o and he goes and then he walks over to the door and he goes he goes no 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 we're uh, we're closing early because we're out of stuff.
0: Clearly and not, boys- dog. You're making a freaking double meat burrito, extra scoop guac. So I don't want to oh, hear it. Oh my goodness! So that was
1: that was fun, but all that to say, and, it was great and having you. I out
0: think here. there's another one. The fact that freaking Zach Campbell oh, caught a home run like 30 feet away from us because we
1: Gunnar Henderson's first postseason
0: yeah, home run. We ventured down to Utah um, after the score got out of hand. And yeah, sure enough, freaking Zach Campbell. What, what a who it's else? It's just a weird overall. Just a weird. You could you tried to get a cow jersey. They didn't have larges. Just a strange series of events. We I don't. I mean, we've had great luck on this pod for games. Yeah, we,
1: we we've had yeah. Just so, all,
0: all across the board.
1: We've had we've had pretty good luck.
0: It, we do can't complain too much. Yeah, we, but we, it, was we it was a great time.
1: It was a great time having you out here. We'll have to do it again sometime. Maybe under diff- different circumstances. Maybe different teams involved. But yeah, well, well if the Diamondbacks are in the World Series, you can come out here. I I make my way out there. Yeah, and at this rate, it's it's looking it's like possible. that might be the that might be a realistic possibility. Um, which kind of starts starts me off here right off the top uh the one thing that I wanted to comment on and I think is a pretty easily observable uh phenomenon going on right now is that the first round by teams seem to be a little sluggish yeah and like Um, we've seen we've seen some good things here and there like I mean we'll get into the Braves Phillies
0: but like Generally speaking, a little sluggish. Specifically, like some star pitching has looked a little eh. Um everyone knows the, the Kershaw stuff yesterday or uh Saturday. Um you got you got uh who started game one for the O's, man. My brain is Kyle not Bradish. working. Bradish didn't look so so great. Grayson didn't look so great. Max Fried today didn't look so great. Um, Bobby Miller looking kind of questionable. Framber
1: Valdez. Framber I mean, Valdez. runs.
0: Like it, the, It's more than. It's 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 enough names to say that this is a trend. You know what I mean. This isn't a fluke. Like th- This is interesting to say the least, because like how much of an advantage is it outside of, of maybe the scenarios where you have maybe a couple guys getting over an injury or, or you know, a tweak or something like that to try and get healthy. But it, it is a significant disadvantage when it comes to starting pitching and you're seeing it. I mean, the, you the minority of names like, Verlander and Strider you know they look good but outside of that it was like yikes dude this is ugly um
1: the i I don't know where I stand on it because it didn't take me very long to See, start seeing the tweets rolling in from these from fans, and, and it's what you would expect. But fans of these first uh, first round buy teams, Braves, Orioles, so on and so forth, talking about we got to do away with the the three game wild card. We have to do away with this excess time of these teams just sitting around cold. And I'm like, it's a valid point. I, I saw one tweet where I was talking about, um, you know, these guys are are geared to play every day, and when you get a week off, yeah, it's like, that's true. But also, where is this energy when fans of these teams are clamoring for rest or, like, needing a break right. because they've played 162? Like, right. you can't have it both ways. And then... It, because if you do it's okay let's go back to the one game wild card okay and then you had the fans of those teams talking about well how can you have a 162 right uh, season end in one, one day game
0: yeah i i mean i like the the three game just for the record i like the three game series i'm definitely on board with that i on top of home field advantage you know what i mean like how many what do you want? What do you want? Um, it, it is strange though. I think they said Freed hadn't pitched in eighteen days. So, I don't know. Maybe have an idea of that beforehand. <laughs> it's it's tough, dude. Um, you could say the same offensively. Probably even more so offensively. You know, it it takes time to get in a groove. It takes time to see pitches, Cabs, keep the timing going. Um, then you saw a lot of eh from both offenses, or, you know, a couple of these offenses, where it's like it's a slow start. You see guys that like ended the season on the IL and then have drifted into the starting lineup and you're seeing them have a slow start. It's just, I don't know if there's a happy medium. I don't know if there's something you can do because you got to have like it, it it only makes sense to have a travel day, which this year was Monday when the season ended on a Sunday. And I like, what are you going to do if it's a, It's only two games instead of three. You can't just scoot the game up a day. Like, it's just, there's not much you can do. So, I don't know what fans want. Maybe your team should play better.
1: It's, it's, I mean, everybody comes at this with a different angle. And they, they think one way, you got other fans thinking another it's like the league is, is has made it very clear that they've they've uh, become okay with trying new things, with experimenting with different formats and and rules and policies and procedures. It's like if you if you want to see a change, now is the time to get it out there because sure. clearly the, the the league is open to doing that, but. We we haven't even seen this three game wild card series like play out over any large sample size yet. So like before we clamor for the next change to the wild card series, let's just let this play out a little bit and we can go from there. Um, let's look at the Rangers O's. We'll just go series by series. Yeah. Mm. As we already mentioned. Tough couple days for your favorite podcasters, <laughs> Kyle and Nate. But um, even tougher couple days for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Top seed in the American League. Um, I, for one, will say I'm a little shocked. It's jarring to see a team like the O's dominate the way they did in the regular season. Right. Too... Within two days of this series starting beyond the brink of elimination.
0: Really, really rough start. uh,
1: And you can tell me if you feel a different way about it, but tell me, tell me your thoughts on this. My observation, my kind of my big takeaway was that. You hear about the home field advantage of Camden Yards in the postseason, and you see that, that, um, was a Delman Young clip from mm-hmm. the yeah. last postseason they were in? It was like 2013,
0: 2014,
1: something like that. 2015, somewhere in there. 2015, I believe. Um, you see that, and you're like, okay, we, it's there. Candy Yards yeah. can bring it come October. You just got to get them there. We saw it. You and I were there. You see the rally towels. You see the fans. You see the energy. You can feel the energy. You and I, or you commented on multiple occasions. You could genuinely feel the floor beneath you shaking. Yeah. Um. But I just don't think it resonated. I don't think there was a connect with the performance on the field. Like usually right. you see teams feed off of that energy a little right. better, but it's almost as if the Orioles for the last two days had been playing in a bubble. Right. And the fans in Camden yards were very clearly outside of that bubble. I just never saw any connection. I never saw any momentum shift no, as a result of the, the energy in the ballpark because it was there. All the tweets, all the posts, were talking about. Cannon Riards is rocking, but it just it didn't translate. Nothing yeah. happened, and it's and it certainly didn't affect the Rangers whatsoever. I mean, they were locked in from from pitch one.
0: I I hate to say it, uh, I I just I see a lot of inexperience, um from everyone in that dugout management coaching certain decisions it's a young ball club and you know I know that's not like a quantifiable thing but it is a thing and any any former player will will speak to that experience in those moments is a big deal and they just they don't have that they will obviously this group is really good and they're going to be around a long time and this is just the beginning of their window, but I I, I don't know, man. It just, it, it seemed flat. Um, it seemed like the, the smallest thing would, would take the wind out of the sails. And you could tell, like, just being in it, like, the crowd definitely tried. Like, they did their best to, like, hey, like, come on. Like, let's go. Let's get it going. And it just, it never really showed up. Um. Uh, yeah just uh, I mean even in the ninth of game
1: two last night when you go into it down six right they're still I mean we're out there on Utah Street for like the second half of the game of game two yeah and you've got vibes you've were got, high I mean they couldn't have been higher it I gotta, I gotta tip my cap to O's fans like they and, and it wasn't just Utah it was all around the ballpark yeah, And I, I think it's tough when you drop game one and you go into game two with Grayson Rodriguez, hoping for the better side of Grayson Rodriguez that you've seen at times throughout this season. But when Grayson Rodriguez of old, and I say of old, I, I just mean early, what we saw early with Grayson Rodriguez, when you get that version you want to talk about taking the wind out of the sails because that place
0: became deflated he gives up also but i mean they took a quick lead runs. took a quick lead they put up two in the first and that
1: speaks to the inexperience because you put up two in the first and then got a response right away in the top of the second you get the rangers putting up a five spot you just Was, can't have I, that
0: i don't forgive me cuz like i feel like i my Memory at games is always way worse than when I'm watching on TV. Was it the second inning where it was that little dribbler up the line and, and Grayson just like didn't get rid of the ball and just kind of like popped it over? Yeah, and dude, beat I'm it pretty out? sure
1: that was that inning because yeah. I think that's when the meltdown it really, started happening. Yeah. That that was really bizarre. Just, just things like that. You,
0: just certain stuff, uh, like you'd like to see. Um, and it was Hayes at first, right? Or no, Mount Castle, duh, Mount Castle. Yeah. Uh, Castles at first and it's like, you'd like to see him choose a side and just let Grayson, you know, just chuck it. You know what I mean? Like that, we work on that all the way down to like, you know, little league. It's like, choose a side, you know, foul territory or, or inside and, you know, square up and let your, whether it's your catcher or your pitcher throwing from that angle, let them have a wide target. Um, he just didn't really see it and he just kinda like floated it over him. Just strange stuff overall. I, I will say the chalk it up to, to brilliance. I'll go I'll go to that word for what Bochi was doing of starting the series with two lefties and really changing the lineup for the Orioles and you know, obviously with Mount Baltimore and left, it's like let's play to that then. And it's almost like it's it it just discovered like this new Achilles heel of the Royals that I don't think anyone really thought about before um because Heaney looked good Heaney looked good dude, and obviously Jordan Montgomery I mean having a, a huge lead early I mean he had a seven run lead by the third. So, yeah i mean his, his day there. was
1: yeah his day was better than what the stat line shows because at that point they just let it eat for, right. for a little longer than probably he would have gone had the had
0: the o kidnap kid that, that more, lineup but... switched around man just shaking things up um i that's and that's look bochi is is freaking nuts i think we saw a stat i don't know if we read this off on the last episode but it was some stat that popped up that Bochi has won uh like 11 of his last 12 postseason series something like that 12 of his last 13 it was right there in that neighborhood and that's like that's just the hall of fame experience and you have a roster of of guys that have been there before you know guys that are just going to find a way to get it done and yeah you have youth for sure you have youth on that roster but like Seager leading the charge and just being the the stud that he is and even like Mitch Garver you know what i mean like stepping in and, and playing that role um i don't even know what Robbie Grossman did but like being put in the th- the three hole was a little weird but either way like you have these group of veterans that are help helping kind of take that pressure off of off of the the younger guys, the Orioles don't really have that. You know, when you look at veterans that have posting post-season, postseason experience, I mean, you you have like Aaron Hicks who had a good day, but even he was the the reason. I think he admitted that the uh, he missed the hit and run on game one, Saturday's yeah. game uh, where Gunner got thrown out at second. So. You just, you don't have like these, you, you almost got to have your stars with postseason experience to to settle things down. So, um, I hate to say it, I just, I I really, there's, I just don't see it, dude. I don't see the Orioles having what it takes. I mean, you're getting evaldi tomorrow. I just, I, I'm assuming Dean Kramer's going out for them. So it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. Kramer, Evaldi
1: and look, it's not, and, and I'm with you. I I don't see it. And we were talking. We caught up with uh, Ryan after after the game last night. And I asked him. I was like, dude, straight up, do you do you see like do you see this turning around? And and being the the Oriole mind that he is, like he he was able to provide some some ways out, if you will, for the for the team to maybe survive in advance, but. I think if you're just objectively looking at this, you can, you can recognize that this Orioles team that we saw the last few days was not the Orioles team we saw during the regular season. And so for us to sit here and say, you know, we just don't see it. It's not because we don't believe in the Orioles that we saw prior to this series. This just doesn't even, this doesn't even resemble the Orioles team that we saw this year. I don't know who this is, but this is not, this is not them like just getting just getting taken out to the barn both yeah. games it's just that's I, tough yeah it at is home, tough at home
0: both games for sure it is tough and you got to give credit to this rangers offense this i mean this lineup is just relentless like this lineup is insane when Mitch Garver is is you know leading the charge it's like uh no offense against him but like that's that's not the name you think of when you're when you're putting this lineup together you know so these guys are just freaking deep. And two at home, where they've been really good at home, I just uh, I don't see it. And when you have a guy like Mitch Garver hitting a
1: grand slam to give your team the boost it needs in a game two on the road, I guess it's safe to say you can chalk chalk it up to that for them being bumped to now favorites to win the World Series. Yeah, uh, I saw the saw those odds updated today. Uh, I guess that's what happens when you when you go and take two from the O's, punch him in the mouth like that. Um, Twins Astros. Yeah, I mean a little a little sluggish in a different way. Like you go out, you you get game one, but it's it's behind the efforts of Justin Verlander, which even if you did come out of the gates a little slow, I think. A guy like Verlander can can veil that a little bit, uh, but he was he was wonderful. Six innings, four hits, uh, shut up all six Ks. You have Jordan Alvarez going going deep twice in game one. The the conversation I keep going back to the the sluggishness element. The Astros, for whatever reason. Love game one of the division series. They've now won 10 of those in a row. Wow. So the, the moment, whatever the momentum of that narrative certainly helped them in game one, along with the efforts of Verlander, but game two, not the same story. Pablo Lopez. Brilliant. Seven deep. Six hits, no earned runs, seven Ks was excellent. And as we mentioned, Framber Valdez, four and a third, seven hits, five earned runs, and five Ks. Uh, Carlos Correa, yeah, might have heard of him. Heard of him. Three for four, three ribbies. He's he's having himself a series.
0: I to me, I think the biggest thing is that seventh inning of Game One. Where Polanco and, and Royce Lewis go yaya, and even if like obviously you take the L there, but like that it's just like a, huh, I hate to say like a consolation prize in a loss, but it is something of like, all right, like we can get, we can stay with this team, like we can hang. We've got a lineup that can hang. Um, so even losing that, I think that really just carried over. It had to have. I mean, credit
1: credit to the twins, man. Like the I just feel like the odds have been stacked against them. Not only this year, you, you talk about the drought. You go back to the drought. That that narrative has stuck with them this year, and they were able to kind of shake that monkey off a little bit with the, the wild card series, but I I can't imagine the words are all too kind in Minnesota after a game one loss in Houston. I'm sure that that narrative picks right back up where it left off after securing the the wild card series. They go, okay, well this is the same old twins team going to be right back, right back home where they belong. And you have a choice. If you're Minnesota, you can either kind of roll over to that or you can bounce back the way they did. And they went out and I mean, it wasn't, I don't want to say a signature win, but like that's a, that's about as much of a momentum shifter as you can have in a game too.
0: I mean, look, we can all say it. Like, I think we can all admit it. This is probably the least attractive matchup of all the division series. And I think it's probably because a lot of us, like, just being baseball fans that maybe not totally tapped in, but enough to be aware that, like, the Astros at home this time of year for the last chunk of years, they've got this. This was best-case scenario. For the Twins to go down into Houston and take at least one, this is huge. And I'm not going to sit here and say that like Minnesota and target field is like this super big home field advantage situation. But again, it's like, this has got to be a little bit of like, Hey, we can hang with these guys. And I can't stand him. I will. You've everyone knows. I do not like Korea. There's a lot of people that feel this way, but you can't help but recognize the fact that he has to be the one that's voicing that same that same message. We're good. We can hang. Trust me. Like we're going to be all right. He's making crazy plays in the infield clutch knocks. I mean, he's like, you got to give him credit. You got to give him credit. That's all they talk about on the, uh- or that's all
1: they have talked about on these broadcasts this postseason is just the impact that he's had in that clubhouse. And yeah. it's cliche, sure, but you got to imagine, at it, least in it this is,
0: series. It is cliche, but that's right, exactly. This series specifically, it's never meant as much as it does when you say it this way. You know what I mean? Like a guy coming from success with that organization in that ballpark, coming over and saying, hey— this is how we do it. We can do it. It's not that cliche because this is, this is big time. I really hope.
1: I really hope. Do do you see where this might be going? Do you, I hope it doesn't happen? Do you see where this is going?
0: Momentum shifting. We're gonna become a Twins fans and Correa fans. Oh, I was fans. gonna say. I was. Yeah, I was <laughs>
1: gonna say. This takes the Machado route. This, oh this takes no! The, I don't think it on will. The Ma- Machado
0: trajectory I don't think it can for me but okay I can okay. at least respect it you know what I mean like it's I can respect it it's it's the same for me like I you know you can name off you can rattle off a ton of Red Sox players from our childhood that I absolutely hated but I can respect it's kind of one of those for me they're playing good ball man Hey, and look, hand up.
1: That's become my new favorite phrase on this show. It's all about accountability. Hand up. We rag on target field all the time, but as we mentioned with the with the Coles that the that Tropicana Field uh was dragged over for their <laughs> horrendous showing.
0: Yeah, that I mean targets may be stacked.
1: For their games that started, I think. 38 minutes later, 30, 38 minutes later, they showed out yeah. for the wild card series. But it's going to so, be nuts tomorrow. Like Something must have clicked with the Twins fans. I don't know if it's always been this way. I doubt it's been this way. But, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's been a shift in the yeah. water a little bit out there. We shall see. Uh, game three, Christian Javier versus Sonny Gray. That'll be that's shaping up to be a decent showdown. So, I mean, I don't know, man. What do you think back in Minnesota? I'm starting to like, I and we were joking about it, playing MVP about, Oh, who do, who do you want to take? You want to take road or home? Like you, you take to pick whatever. And Mm. I was like jokingly. I was like, well, I'll take road. You get on the board first. In a similar philosophy like you, in in one regard, you like having home field first. You kind of have the you have the opportunity to snag a dub or two at home it, against better odds, I should say. But I tell you what, if you're a road team, a road team in these series, especially a short, short series like this, you can split as the Twins have it's done. Huge. You go back home. I like that position far I do too. better, far better than anything that you could offer me up front if if you can just push it
0: yeah with a split it's kind of like uh like in football when like you know you like you you kick off and you play defense instead of instead of electing to return and getting on offense first I mean it's it's this is like halftime and you know you held your own you held your own and and you get the ball back. back it's it's like that it's it's impressive what, what some of these teams are doing. So, and I mean, if like, I don't know, obviously if they're Rangers, that's like the dream scenario to take both. But overall, I mean, these teams have got to be happy with a split. So I don't, I don't know, man. I sunny gray. He's looked good. He's looked real good. Bigger ballpark. You know, so
1: i I like the Twins going up two one in the series. I, I do. think I do too. I really do. And look, I'll acknowledge i it, you could you could argue that that uh, I'm flipping camps here on the Twins just seemingly on the fly as this series progresses, and and there may be an element to that. But like,
0: I, I think there's also an element that like this like the this series can't go back to Houston. I don't think you can let this go five. If you're the twins, you need to take these two. Got to do it. Uh, Phillies Braves. This this freaking matchup is not disappointing.
1: Has not disappointed. Has lived up to the expectation and then some, dude. Game one, you have the best offense in baseball that we've seen in years. Possibly, I mean, dare I say decades. I mean, yeah. Getting shut out in game one. Continuing that narrative, or I should say, providing evidence for the narrative of the first round by sluggishness. Yeah. Braves fans looking around going, well, this uh, was not on our bingo card. (sighs) Getting shut out in game one. Game two, however, the one that just wrapped up.
0: I mean, what a finish. What a back and forth. I mean, it looked like the Phillies were just, it looked like they were coming down and just taking the first two right away. I mean, Wheeler had a no hitter through four, didn't he? Four
1: or five. Yeah. I mean, you have the Braves 15, 15 innings into this series. Was it 14, 14, 15 innings into the series? shut out and there you hear it on the broadcast i'm talking about you know braves are 15 outs away from taking this back 2 they're 12 outs away from taking this back 2 nine outs and you're going it's a possibility but it's also the braves i was even thinking that like i'm just sitting there watching right. this play out like and i'm like i didn't not that I didn't feel good about it, but I'm also just like, let's not let's not chalk this up just. Right. Like, yeah, for sure. Let's sit tight. And you got Travis Darnot, two-run bomb to cut the deficit, 4-3 in the bottom of the seventh. Following inning, bottom of the eighth, Austin Riley, two-run home run to take the lead, 5-4. Really spoiling
0: Wheeler's day.
1: I I'm mean, the gonna, guy gonna, was
0: dealing. I'm going to be honest. It... It may not have well. It kind of was the difference, but a couple un Trey Turner like plays occurring that were pretty ugly defensively.
1: Can I can I just comment on the second one? The second the one, one where the is ball gets away. Not good. No, but like I didn't even think anything of it when I saw. I'm sitting there watching it live. And I see the ball get away from him. How many times have we seen that happen when a when a ball comes in from the outfield and it kinda you know, it kinda scoots by a little bit or it pops up and there's usually just a guy there or the runner on third isn't paying attention or uh, Yeah, but that
0: guy's never it's not a You know what I mean? Yeah, I that know. That guy's that's, the most aggressive base runner in the league, so I I, I just it. I Believe hated me. it because I hated it because you and I both played shortstop and you know how lazy he was to unnecessarily backhand a short hop. How many times do we have a, a a ball coming in from the outfield where play is done and all you have to do is go down on a knee. And if you take it off the chest, like whatever the play's done for that to happen. It, it, it woke up the crowd to get that first run. And when we talked about how the Baltimore crowd didn't really translate over to the Oriole offense, it was the opposite here. It woke the crowd up. It got things going again. And then all of a sudden you watch the Braves take advantage and the momentum shifted. And it was just, it's, I think that that's going to bug him. It would bug me. It would bug me. And that's a one run ball game of how it finished anyway. And, I just i it's just a simple really small thing and it wasn't even like a batted ball I mean i I can understand any any shortstop can understand just the the routine ball that you muff and it's like you know you make that play 99 times out of a hundred that happens occasionally this one specifically an unnecessary short hop you backhand it for no reason it's just I don't know. I don't know. Like to me, if I'm Castellanos, I don't even really feel that bad about the throw. If I'm Trey Turner, just like a you know, just a lazy mistake. Just a lazy mistake. And and this is what good ball clubs do. You gave the Braves an inch and they took a mile. You gave them the smallest crack and they took advantage of it and i don't i don't remember exactly what occurred in sequence after that but i don't know how many more pitches wheeler needed to throw after that i don't know what this you know you know what i mean it's just it's a little bit of a thing that can snowball and just for something so small and that's that's a that's a brain fart that's an easy like lazy mistake so that would bug me for a bit But so I'm not taking that away. I'm not giving that. I'm not giving the Braves win credit to that play specifically. I mean, this team <laughs> can mash, dude. They can mash.
1: Just of all the names in that lineup, though, you just don't see Travis Darno being the guy to yeah to put up the crooked number. I mean, but that's what that lineup does.
0: And I love – this is what postseason baseball brings, though. It brings that name that, I mean, you just don't expect.
1: And then Austin Riley, as I mentioned, two-run bomb to take the lead. That place came unglued in the bottom of the eighth. And then the play we haven't even mentioned yet. To end the game, you have Castellanos, the aforementioned Castellanos, hits a ball – drives a ball to right center – there's probably a percentage of people watching that game who thought it was out. I think I was maybe one of them. I didn't. I didn't think it was a surefire uh, tank, but I thought, it, but I'm I thought like, it'd be it, off the wall at least. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this thing could carry out of here. Uh, but then you have Michael Harris just with the play of the game, the play possibly play the of the series yeah. of the postseason even uh, makes a snag, throws it back in, misses. Seems like it. it scorched by the the infield a little bit then you have austin riley very jeter-esque coming out of nowhere snags
0: it dude you took it right out of my mouth very much so and nails harper first very much so like if the braves come around and, and and end up winning this series or the world series that i it could go down as something similar i mean it's it is a little bit more of his responsibility to be where that where he was um but i mean he just threw a freaking seed over to first base an absolute seed yeah in motion like that's not yeah. an easy thing to do he the ball coming that way that yeah. way from the outfield and then to the turn and pop to first it's just different it's weird um heck of a play and i don't i think we were texting back and forth with the group a little bit um i don't at all hate what Harper did. I'm a okay with where he was. I'm a okay with him taking off. I mean, you My you question, smell blood in the water there, and you're like, I can score from first here and tie this game up.
1: It, What's well, not just that? It's the awareness to recognize the situation of the game. And look, I it's it's easy for us to sit here and say, well, player A was aware of this but not aware of that. We don't know where his head was at. We don't know if it was more reactionary. We don't know if Harper was actually fully aware of the situation. We'd like to think so because his baseball baseball IQ is is, is pretty high. Yeah. But, you know, you get caught up in a moment like that the, the, towards the end of the game, you get caught up in the the energy of the crowd. It's it's it would be easy, I would say. I would imagine to maybe overlook some of those uh, smaller details, but to the people that are saying terrible base running, unforgivable, what did you want him to do? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are, and I'm and I'm not sitting here trying to perch myself up or. For, Cause if he doesn't to do, score on to do that the same for you,
0: if he doesn't score on that, and then next thing you know, it's back to back K's with a man on second and third or something, you know what I mean? Like, and the game ends that way. Like you could have said, hey, he should have just—I don't know it. But that's what I'm saying is it like two I, perfect plays to get to, to get him.
1: Correct. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to per, uh, perch myself up here. But I, I feel like there's a lot of people just immediately, immediately following the game, really exposing themselves as to the little that they understand about base running, because if you're sitting there saying just terrible base running. Okay, then explain why. I don't think a lot of people saying that it, that it was terrible base running could explain why. Right. If if you think it's terrible base running but you're open to the realization that like, you know, like it looked bad on the surface but like if you maybe zoom out a little bit, see it, the way everything played out, it may have not been as bad as we thought. Okay, I can I can hear that case. But like to just come out and blatantly say, oh terrible base running. Okay, no. what was he supposed to do? Yeah. I, you I don't assume agree. you assume just about anybody except Michael Harris and maybe a couple others aren't getting to that ball. Right. And I understand it was Michael Harris. But I think just reactionary, you assume that, that ball is getting down and with I believe, yeah, one out in the ninth, you have to score there because if yep. not if you're if you're if you're playing cautious, you're looking at two outs, possibly not in scoring position based right. on how you respond. Not a good look. So. I, don't,
0: I don't hate the risk at all. I don't hate the risk at all. Hey, okay with it. Heck of a heck of a matchup right now, though. Exactly what we were hoping for. But it's back to the bank. Back to the bank. Philly's got to feel good no matter how this one ended, no matter how you may feel. You gotta feel good right now. Again, it's the best team in baseball, and you just took you just took one of them going back home.
1: I mean, the travel day could not have come in a better time, though, for the Phillies to to soften this below a little bit. Right. Because if slow down had, a little bit. Yeah, if you had to play tomorrow after this, that's that's a tougher bounce back. That's a taller, yeah, taller ask, but you get a little bit of a break to to reset, recollect, go back home to where you just win baseball games. That's what you do there. They're in good shape. I, I'm all right with it.
0: Yeah. Do have they, right it. Can we assume those starters?
1: Uh, Aaron Nola is going for Philly. Yeah. I have yet to see a starter announced for the Braves.
0: Hmm.
1: All right. Uh, And lastly here, as game two is nearing its end, D-backs, Dodgers, game one, my goodness. Wow. I don't, I don't understand. This is just one of those phenomenons I just don't understand. And it's a phenomenon. It's not, it's, it's not as simple as just saying, well, Clayton Kershaw just sucks in the postseason. Like, no, we've seen moments of brilliance. Yeah. I mean, we've seen his career in the regular season. We don't even need to talk about that. But we've seen moments of brilliance in the postseason with him, albeit like very few. We've seen some. So you know it's there, and it's not just this like case of the yips or whatever it may be, just a mental block. I I, I truly don't think it's that. It's just very strange to have a guy so dominant Yeah, like Kershaw. Struggle the way he does when it gets to October. I just don't understand.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, what what did they? It was eight hits in the first inning, something like that. I mean,
1: was it six? Uh, didn't make it out of the first. Did I think he maybe did he get one out? Was it six? I runs think he from,
0: got one out.
1: I mean. You could look at that though, and Dodgers fans, tell me, if, tell me if I am wrong here. But do you look at game and I and I know game two is still underway and it's not looking great right now, at yep. the moment. It's it's four two in the seven one out six
0: hits six earned runs.
1: Yeah, uh, so kind of playing uh hindsight here, but. Let's just pretend game two hasn't happened yet. If you're looking at game one and you see Kershaw do what he does and you you drop game one, are you, in a weird way, kind of okay with that? Like, I know I just got done saying what I did about Kershaw. Like, it's there, but, like, if a guy that you have going for you is going to drop the game would you be more okay if it was Kershaw doing what he did because of his history? Like, is that easier to di- to digest as a Dodgers fan? I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. It sucks either way going out and dropping a game 11 to two, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to find the silver lining for Dodgers fans, especially if they go on to drop game two, which it's looking like that might be the case.
0: Yeah, currently 4-2, bottom seven right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, it's same thing. It's just like this sleepwalking through game one with these teams with a bye. And the Diamondbacks are looking like the Phillies of last year. You know, just hot coming out with something to prove. The, the lineup just looks really, really good. Really good. Getting production from everybody. So, I'm here for it. I like it. I mean, I I definitely wouldn't mind the Diamondbacks, Phillies, NLCS. I mean, fire me up there. That sounds sick. I don't know. Freddie Freeman would just pretend- fell the ball off his knee, though.
1: We would potentially go from... Rooting for that for a wild card matchup to possibly the NLCS, that'd be so weird. Yeah, <laughs> just to leapfrog the, the NLDS straight to the NLCS. How about that? I
0: okay. mean,
1: if, if we're being honest, though, of all of the hitting the road matchups for these teams for these current home teams going to the new ballpark, yeah, you got to think chase field would be the easiest to overcome. Like if yeah. you're the Dodgers, especially yeah. with that, with that depth, with that experience, you gotta, yeah, you gotta think they are, they'd be okay.
0: I don't know, man. Some fans out here that are hungry. The Cardinals are atrocious. So maybe there's some people ready for it, it's hard to say. I'd love to see purple and teal busted out. I'd love to see it. Oof, Freddie just rolled into a double play.
1: Do you think they would do that? Do you think they'd bust out the teal and purple?
0: I think so, dude. Half these guys are rocking it on their sleeves and, and cleats like it's it's a lot of teal going on, a lot of purple. I'm here for it, dude. I D backs just they look very fundamental. And I don't think it's a lineup that you would expect has a ton of production from they just look fundamentally sound very good defense we talked about very good base running it's just a team that's not going to beat themselves
1: I like that that's what matters most in the postseason play a clean team that's not going to beat themselves
0: play clean I don't know though Dodgers look kind of flat dude this Dodger crowd looks... They're out of it. Yeah.
1: Like the 75% that's there, the 25% are still sitting in
0: traffic trying to get into the ballpark. Yeah, it's the 7th. Still trying to find a parking spot. Tough. Tough, <laughs> dude. Tough. Dodger fans here's, catching here's, one, here's one thing, though. If it does... Um, well, if it when it comes back here to chase... You will see a lot of Dodger fans. You, It, it will not just be yeah. total red. I can promise you that there is going to be a very big chunk of Dodger fans there. So, They travel well. Yeah. I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make, but yeah.
1: On to the eighth in game two. So barring any, uh, barring any major comeback, barring any scenario where the Dodgers decide to wake up because they have, I mean, granted, I mean, it's a two run game in game two, but it's safe to say they've just generally looked flat. I mean, Gallon yep. threw well tonight, gotten a little bit of a jam there towards the end of his outing, but
0: um, and this Dodger yeah, bullpen just is taxed at this point, dude. Back-to-back games, I think Bobby Miller came out in the second or third. It's not something that's... This is something where, I mean, that the hole is dug deep. Even if you manage to pull this series off, you're not well-equipped for the NLCS, especially when it's going to be one of the two juggernauts of the Phillies or the Braves. Dodgers fans have got to be sweating right now.
1: Wrapping it up here, give me your outlook for the for these series. Do you see do you see these teams that are down putting up a fight? You see teams finishing others off.
0: Rangers O's, how do you feel? Uh, it's gonna end in Texas. Well, I, I think that's pretty secure. Clean clean sweep. It's hard. It's hard to say no.
1: I'm going clean sweep. I think it has to be. I
0: mean, Ivaldi against against Kramer. It's just uh, at home. Rangers fans are gonna be blowing that place up, dude. I'm telling you. It's. I just. I don't know. I can't see those getting getting a dub.
1: You've already looked good last time out. I I think he rides that into a,
0: and full, a solid full outing Full rest. Full rest to who, if they do sweep, that's a bunch of rest with momentum, with postseason experience. It's not like a buy situation. It's full rest Correct. to get your rotation back in order and facing probably a team that, I mean, either the Twins or the Astros are coming out of this bloody and beaten up. Yep.
1: Uh, Twins Astros, ha- how do you see it playing out? I still think Stros. I think they bring it back to Houston. Yeah, I see the Twins go up two one. I yeah. see the the Astros claw back, bring it back to Houston, then do what
0: they have to do at home. Uh, Phillies Braves. Phillies and four. I mean, that's what we predicted. We got to stay with that.
1: Even with what you've seen the last two days? Or last two games? Yep. Bill is in four, so you think they I think they take both. You think
0: we've seen the last game at Truist this year? I think so. Just to just for prediction purposes, yeah. All right. Can't bail I mean, now. It's you, just only I'm been a couple days. I'm giving you the pass to, nah. to
1: update it. Nah.
0: All right, fair enough.
1: And D-backs Dodgers. Assuming the D-backs close this out, I mean... Give us a little bit of grace here if if something just wild happens, but we gotta we gotta do what we have to do. So we made it. We we stretched
0: this out as long as we could. But I'm jumping ship. Give me D back sweep. D back sweep. I Toggers think pitching is just in shambles at this. point. I think dude. just
1: hearing you break that particular series down, I think you just talked yourself into that.
0: I think I did too. <laughs> yeah,
1: fair enough. I think I'll, I go, uh, I'll go. I'll go D backs in four. All right. If the D back, like I said, if they go up 2 0, I'll give the Dodgers game three. But I think a D back is finished it at home. That's what I got. I know you're a wipe, dude. I'm toast. Time, Time for you to get to bed. Let's uh let's get out of here. You got anything else?
0: Negative. Buckle up. Overall, this postseason's been awesome. This has been great. It's only just getting more and more intense, too. I can tell. Every ball game, every game you watch just over and over again, it just gets more and more intense. So We're starting
1: to weed out the teams that clearly just don't belong here. Yeah. And I think we're really seeing the teams. And, yeah, common sense would tell you that. Like, we're seeing the teams that belong here. But it's just the way that these teams are pushing their way to the top. It just seems like we're gearing up for... Some good LCSs. I
0: I really think it's going to be. I agree. Very good baseball. I agree. Sweet. Let's have a good week, folks. Don't go chasing curveballs.
1: We love you all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.